It's a very, very close family friend who was nifter last year on Tisha B'Av. So, all the Askaras today, so I want to be Leiluy Nishmato. Yeah, you, you know him, right? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, so Be'ez HaShem, we're going to finish today this parak that we're in. If you could open up on the, uh, those of you that have Svarim, the, the, on page Samech. I'm sorry, the Chavit that I printed out, that I printed it out for, It'll start in a few seconds, just like four, five lines on page Samach, and then we'll go to Samach Aleph. I'm going to go right into it. This is a beautiful uh, end of, a, of a, wonderful, a wonderful parak about how the six days of the week get blessed from Shabbos. And we, 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 we were speaking about this the last few weeks, how when you're pouring into Shabbos everything that you can, then you ah, just have to dive into Hashem, please make sure that on Shabbos I'm saved from any tzaras, and why not every day of the week? Because if I'm saved from Tzaras and Shabbos, then the rest of the week gets, is protected, is, is, not, is untouched, it's clean. That's why when... What was it? 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 What about... So we said, because if... There's no tzara on the day of our menucha. If we rest the way that we're supposed to rest, and it doesn't mean rest like vacation, but if we Shabbos the way we're supposed to Shabbos, then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then every, every other day of the week is protected. It's okay. And that's what this, uh, the whole outline of this, uh, this parak has been, has been about, is shisa yamin mine mizbarchin. The six days of becoming blessed 
from that, from, from this awesome, powerful, powerful experience of having, of having Shabbos. The prime. Wanna, yeah. Mr. Rich, would you like one? Yeah, no, don't, don't get it, don't get it. Sorry? Okay. So look at the bottom now of page of page Samech. Eat of a midrash al apostle by Varachelokim is Yom Ashvi, Vaikadish also. Ksiv, there's a beautiful pasuk from Mishlei. Birkas Hashem Hitashi. Birkas Hashem Hitashi, Velo Yosef Eitzev Ima. So Birkas Hashem Hitashi, the Bracha of Hashem will itself ta'ashir, will make, will bring more ashirut, rich, richness. The bracha of Hashem will in itself bring more ashirus. Belo yosiv eitzev ima. And there will be no sadness brought to it with it. Zohar Shabbos. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is birkas Hashem hitashir. Shenemar vayivarach elokim es yom hashvi, v'lo yosif it's eitzav ima ze ha'eva. Ichmad at amar netzav amelach abno ad kan l'shon midrash. I'm not going to go too much into the midrash, but for for what we need to understand from this pasuk in Mishlei is as follows: Birkas Hashem hitashir. When something is blessed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and you allow the blessing of Hashem to reside in something, and we're not mitnaged to it, we don't oppose it, but we allow the bracha of Hashem to be in something. So the way that we learn it is that that's enough for brachas to keep on flowing forth. He ta'ashir. It, this, it'll keep like, a, like an, ongoing, an ongoing flow of brachas will keep on coming through. And there won't be any of with this. The, the Midrash says, what is this bracha that, like, the bracha that keeps on growing? The bracha that keeps on receiving? That's Shabbos. That if Shabbos is Shabbos, then the flow of during the week of everything else keeps on giving, keeps on flowing forth. We've spoken about this a lot. Matim. Now you have the Chavah that have the, the page in Samach Aleph, the, 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 the second paragraph. Matim. What did Rabbi Nachman say in Sefer Amidos? So learning Torah, Chumas and Maisers, right? Maiser. Vashabis. They don't just give you physical reward. They give you... Uh, sorry, they don't just give you spiritual reward. They give you life itself. Which, which things? Torah, Maser, and Shabbos. Ay, why, how? Where did the Rebbe say this from? This thing is brought down with in a Midrash that says like this. Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yosei shyly le Rabbi. So Rabbi Yishmael asked Rabbi. He said, "Well, like this, what?" Bnei, Amarlo, Bnei Bavel, bischus mahin chaim. How does Bnei Bnei Bavel? How do they have a schus to be alive? Right? Amarlo, bischus Torah. Yeah, they're in Galus, but you know what? They're learning Torah. It's keeping them alive. Ubnei Eretz Yisrael bischus ma, and Bnei Eretz Yisrael. What keeps them alive? Right? is keeping them alive. I know the Zionists in the room are saying, what do you mean? They're just, they're, they're here, it's fine, it's enough. No, no, no. They're here, <laughs> but, they're, but they're asuk 
in the mitzvahs that bring that 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 make life here life. Now this is a heavy one. The anche chutzah la'aretz bischusma. How do yidin in chutz la'aretz? Now it's interesting. He said bnei bavel, then he said anche chutz la'aretz. Right? What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. New York's not as hard. <laughs> right. Amar lo, is still alive. He says, but, listen, say what you want to say, but they keep Shabbos, they give cover to Shabbos, and they keep Yom He says, the Midrash says, that's, that, that alone is what keeps them alive, physically alive. So the three things, Torah, Maestros, and Ensha. So obviously for our Shir, and what is he trying to show? That even when you're in, a, in when you're, when you're in such a dark place, like like some of the names you mentioned right now, and and, and other places, Vichule, and Malasot, the kedusha of Shabbos is so powerful that it keeps you alive wherever you are in the world. And we know this, we see this. That this is what, like, remember the famous word of the Ger Rebbe, Vesham Rubnei Yisrael, so Shabbos. Yoyin semimashir Sham Rubnei Yisrael, so Shabbos, so Shabbos, Sham Rubnei Yisrael. More than what Yidin, how Yidin kept Shabbos, Shabbos kept Yidin, no matter where they were. Shamru. That's what he's saying. I dare you guys tonight. Because they need extra shmira. Extra shmira. Yeah, I hear. You know, those were those a rebbe. There was one rebbe. I think maybe even two. That I said this once before in Shia. It wasn't taken. It wasn't given. It wasn't received so good. But he said that he didn't. He wouldn't make aliyah. Aliyah. He wouldn't leave Gullus because he couldn't imagine like having four less days of Yantiv. Uh, f- uh, five less days of Yantiv during the year. <laughs> I never heard anyone else, uh, you know, not apply for Nefesh. Like, wait a second, is there a, a checkbox here that I could still keep, you know, the extra, the Yantiv chain? I thought it was pure, but it felt so natural. 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 Well, like, especially second day of Pesach. Like, second Seder. The Seder was the hardest one. To not have. Only because it's such a... For our family, it's like all families together. That was hard from that perspective. You know, a few years ago, we were in San Diego for for Pesach, remember? And um, my kids went, you know, my kids went to sleep for a second, second night, right? But I went to go to the to the Ochel to have dinner, right? But my friends, they had dinner like three hours after me because they were doing second Seder. And I was wondering, like, am I going to see here something that I, you know, is this going to be hard? Is this going to be like a chush that I feel, ah, it would have been great to still have this. Absolutely not. No. No, I wasn't, uh, I hear the Indian that, yeah, that something magical happened. Listen, Rosh Hashanah, we have a great example because we still have Rosh Hashanah. We have two days Rosh Hashanah, right? Now, tell you guys the truth. My father, no, I talk about my father every year for a chazan. Maybe also for the call. The davening on the second day of Rosh Hashanah is always infinitely stronger and deeper than the first one. Always. 
In Ullman, this is the same case as with many of my chavre, my experience too. Why? So in Rosh Hashanah, we have like a, an Indian about like the first day is Dina Kashia, second day Dina Rafia. There's more Din, first day, second day. But it's also that once you go into something that you haven't been to all year long, you're still getting to know it the first day again. You're still like meeting an old friend and it's a little bit maybe, but then you feel comfortable again with each other and then you can go again. So I was saying like this, in Gaza, so mainly, so during the year, with other Yom Tovim, in Chutzlar, it's, it's like a foreign, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm foreign from these mitzvahs, right? So I need a whole day to like, hi, Shalom Aleichem, get to know the person better, and then have a, and then have a day to celebrate. But in Eretz Yisrael, the relationship is so much face-to-face that I just right away, when I meet this old friend, I'm with it right away, and it's there. Different ballgame. Okay. Now this, I want to, I want to, I want to give a little bit of a preface to this. The following: He's ending off this parak, quoting one of the most beautiful teachings in Likutei Maran. Now, really, this one, anyone that's learned this teaching will knows exactly what I'm talking about. It, it's really Yemei Chanukah. It's a, it's a, it's a Torah about the. It starts off about Chanukah. This teaching, and it speaks about. Rabbi Nachman says that. Anyone that really wants to know a taste of what Olam Haba is going to be like has to be in tune with Chanukah. Because Chanukah is all about its days of giving thanks. Yemei Hoda'ah. Giving thanks. Nahun? So the Rebbe says throughout this teaching that he begins by speaking about this beautiful, beautiful concept of Kola Karbanos Betelim Laasid Lavo Chutz Mi Korban Toda. All the korbanot will be batel in the future. There won't be any more korbanot in the future besides one korban. Which korban is that? The Thanksgiving korban. Why? Because that never, that's, that's, a, that's a taste of Olam Haba. That, that's always going to be there. So if that's always going to be there, that means I can already be in tune with, 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 with Olam Haba if I, by, by tuning into being thankful and giving thanks. I mean, maybe even more than half the tarahs that you, that you bring from Rivarush and all these things stem from that teaching in the Kutei Maran, from this teaching in the Kutei Maran. Now, the Rebbe then continues to develop this beautiful uh, Torah based on Halacha and based on Hariul Hashem Kola Aretz. But later on in the Torah, in this teaching, the Rebbe kind of begins to explain what makes it so hard for a person to be able to give thanks in this world. Why is it so hard to say thank you? Why is it so hard to just say thank you? Huh? That's one reason. There are many reasons why why it's so hard for us to say thank you. Some some over the years we've said because when I say thank you it means I'm chayev. Then I'm like okay. Then I have to if I acknowledge the good then I have to live with the acknowledgement of the good. That's already an achrayus. That's a responsibility. We want to always kind of like remember we always say I don't really want to owe God. I want to be in like a, I see you. I see you. We know where we're at and I'm doing my best. Don't bother me too much. But when I acknowledge that good things are happening to me in my life, and then I say thank you for it, it ups my game of how much I how much do I live what I just said thank you for. How much do I live what I said thank you for? Okay, okay. So where the Rebbe then takes the teaching to afterwards, a little bit later, is a beautiful world of explaining what makes it so hard on the Shema of a Yid to say thank you. And he's gonna he's gonna explain this over here. Uh, that's just what I wanted to I wanted to give a little bit of akdama. 
בליקוטי מוהר"ן חלק ב' סימן ב', מדבר רבינו על גודל עוצם קדושת השבס. There in that teaching, it's a very long teaching, and it's very deep, and it's very comprehensive, ממש all-encompassing. So Rabbi Nachman speaks about the greatness of the holiness of Shabbos, ושיש להמשיך משבס קודש לששס מהמאייסר. Exactly what we've been talking about in this teaching, that the avoda is to draw from Shabbos till the six days of the week. That's what we have to, we have to draw from Shabbos until the six days of the week, like we've been giving example after example for the last four weeks. ועיקר סוד שבס קודש הוא להכיר שכל הפעולות המשתנות נמשכות מאחד הפשוט. This is so important. Now, he says, one of the עיקר, the, the עיקר secrets of שבס is a recognition. A recognition that what? פעולות המשתנות. What does פעולות המשתנות mean? פעולות המשתנות. רב חיים, מה אתה Like creation, <laughs> huh? like creation itself, that there's constant movement, renewal, things are constantly changing, shaking, growing, growing. What, what could it cause a person to think? It distances a person from the echad yachid u meyuchad. Huh? Right, the, this whole concept of evolution. It takes a person away from where everything stemmed from, because things are in constant motion all the time, constantly changing, constantly growing. You see, if things were stagnant, at a certain level, it would be easier for the human mind to comprehend the oneness of Hashem, because this is what it is, the too low, and it doesn't change. But because things are changing all the time, and things are, in our, in our world, they're changing faster than ever, therefore it makes it harder for our minds to grasp this concept of where this all really came from, from the Echad. Listen, when we look at our children sometimes and we see how much they're changing and growing, we have to remind ourselves, oh my God, like, you, were, you came from us? Like, you know, you, this, this was a Bria that Hashem chose to give through us. It's like, it's such a Pele. It's such a Pele. This happens at every, you know, every few years, every few, when you choose to tune into it, You see it right away. So, uh, really, to do justice for this, we'd have to go inside the Kutimaran, but he quotes, he's quoting what he's quoting in a second to give us better context. Again, All these changing actions that keep on, keep on seeing to, ever, you know, to just grow and change are really being drawn forth from Echad HaPashos. From the simplicity of the oneness of the Creator of the world. During the week, it's so hard for me with the, with the, with the rapid scent, the, the rapid, the, the, the speed of everything, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that, wait a second, there's a Bara Oilam, because things keep on changing all the time. There's no calmness of the mind, that, and also a stream. I don't see the streamlining of like, oh, this is one. This came from one. It's like, well, this, and then this, and then this, and then that, and then that, and then that, and then this. Now, if that was true from the beginning of time, how much more so is that true with the way that we're, level of interaction that we have today? Non-stop. Hefech ha-filosofia ha-arura. This is the opposite of the cursed philosophy. 
This is where people sometimes struggle with Rabbi Nachman, Baruch Hashem. The Rebbe said, philosophy is like an orchard that anyone can go inside and not everyone can come out of there alive. What does that mean? You need real strong koyach to trust not to go into that orchard. Because what does that orchard do to us, that orchard of philosophy? It draws, it takes you out of anything that your neshama really feels at home with. Your neshama feels at home with the mitzvahs of achdu sabore, of that Hashem echad echad. And it's all very simple and not complicated and everything stemmed from there. The world of one of the, one of the many dangers of the world of philosophy is that it could bring you to places that it's, you get so tangled up in there. Forget it. Before you even realize it, before you even realize it, the spakas and the hirhurim and the, and the kfir dika moments that you're experiencing, you don't even realize it. You don't know this is b'shem Hashem. It's all, it's all iman shmoi Really? What about trusting your father saying, listen, don't go there. I know that it's dangerous there. Don't put your foot there. No, but Abba, I got it. I'll be okay. Don't put your foot there. What, can, what could this world lead a person to come to? Which, which, which asaga could this, could this, like, this dabbling into this world possibly lead a person to come to? That what? Everything is just from nature. God created nature. I'll give that to God. God created nature. But from then on, everything's just, you know, a free-for-all. Very dangerous place. And it's a place that people don't intend to get to. Amen. Sorry about this. This is slinging. It's a place that people don't... It's not a kavana. This is not... I can go in very... Like with a very... Uh, holy Kavan and all, I'm going to go into this world of philosophy and I'm going to show, I'm going to see how really there's just Metzius and Achdus Abore. Before you even know it, you're wrapped around with so many shilas and self-contradictions that you can't get out of there bichlal. But one of the main ones that people come to is, I'm not denying that God exists and that God even created the world. But from then on, the Teva came and decided, okay, this is just Machmas Teva. Now, why is this so hard for many people in, in from circles to mock here? Because what does this bring us? Whose cheetah is this not? The Rambam. This is not the right? This is a very hard way of understanding a certain side of the Rambam. And in Shari Chodvamuna, I forget what parak is it? Gimel? Where he says straight out. The Alter Rebbe says straight out, in Shaykhud I forget which parak it is, he says, listen, a lot of the Chachamim were toying exactly in this Nekuda. In terms of, Hashem created the world, but since after Hashem created the world, then it's Machmas Atzma, the Teva itself is, is creating things on its own. Rabbi Nachman's world, when it came to this, does not, that's not part of the Zach. It's a Pashtus of Achdus Sabore, that everything is linked back to the mitzvahs of Hashem, and that Hashem created this right now, and this right now, and this right now. During the week, it's very hard, if maybe impossible, to live in that certain reality. 
but on Shabbos, on Shabbos there's a mitzvah where I'm able to see that it's not complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's this and it's that. It's this. There's no complications in my line of how I how I understand things, how I see things, and how I see that everything, everything, every single detail came from a Kaddish Baruch Hu and is coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu right now. This is what Shabbos gives me, this vision, this bemuna, and this clarity. So the Ikar Shabbos, Yaakov Meir called it. Um, Next paragraph. Now he's quoting from Likutei Maran, Tinyana Bez, okay? When I draw the Kedusha of Shabbos onto the weekdays, what do I bring into the weekdays? This clarity that we just spoke about right now. This, the, you know, the, the opposite of the world of philosophy. This clarity, this simple clarity, the simple notion of emuna that everything is from Hashem and it's happening right now from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I bring that into, that I have clear on Shabbos, I bring that into the weekdays. The six days of the week are days of asiyah, creation. Things are moving. Things are, they're constantly in a flow. The movement doesn't let me just sit with the clarity of the stream. That's why the Rebbe's Rashi Tevas is, Nachal Novea Mekor It's a Nachal. It's a continuous stream. You know, you know what Yeshu Vadas is? What is Yeshu Vadas? When the mind is settled. What does that mean? It means there's a stream of my thoughts. And I have clarity. It, things can come through. I can understand. You know, Rav Weinberger is, is teaching for this whole year. Maybe even two years already now, right now. On Thursdays, he has this year. And he's teaching from this a beautiful sefer. I have it at home. It's a wonderful sefer called Eshpoch Lefanov Sichi. And it's a sefer on his bodidus, a whole sefer just on his bodidus. And one of the things he was teaching last week is that one of the main things that his bodidus brings a person is the ability to just think clean, to think clear. Yishu Vadas, a stream, a stream of thoughts. You saw how Gedalia was speaking the other day. You see, there was a stream, there was a stream of consciousness. It was a very, you didn't know what he would be asked or whatever, but I saw, I noticed there's like, there's a Yishu Vadas going on over there. It was very, very beautiful to see. And things he was saying was just, they were flowing forth. Because there was a there was clarity, like, I'm not mitbalbel. I don't get confused. Stream. Shabbos produces that stream of thought for me. And I have to bring that into the week because the week is the opposite of that place because it's six days of creation, of action. Every single day of the creation of the world, a different peula was created. This is against the simple mind. To understand this. This is the opposite of the way my mind conceives things. That the what? That all these different constant movements and actions that are created are continued to be drawn from the Echad 
from the simple oneness. You understand our brains are, are basically like, we're, they're, they're programmed to see that one and one is two, but that three times 2.507,613, whatever that result is, really stemmed from one plus one, or even from one, that's harder for me to remember. You understand? The larger the numbers are, the crazier life is, the more balagan there is in life, it's harder for me to say, wait a second, where did that come from? One. Shabbos is, I'm Shabbos, that's where I live. That's the Nekuda of Shabbos. Ata echad, veshimcha echad. Right? That's Shabbos. But here we're saying, no, no, no. With all the craziness of the world, I have to, to come back to that place of one is very, very hard. Rak al yidei Shabbos, the Rebbe says, Sha'anu zochim she'nasan lano Hashem yisbarach matan akdola. That we realize God gave us such a great gift. Like the Gemara in Shabbos says, I have an amazing, amazing gift in my uh, treasure chest. And it's called Shabbos. You know, sometimes you walk down the street. I, I mentioned Venice Beach a few, a, few, uh, a few weeks ago. And you see, you know, you see every type of Yitzur in the world. It's very hard to like go from there and be like, Echad, right? But sometimes you just, you know, you, you listen to a moment of Israeli politics and to go from there to Echad, very, very difficult. You hear the, the, the absolute crazy insanity that's coming from, really from America, in terms of just basically everything and anything. And to go from there and go, Echad, very hard. Very hard. It's very, you understand? It's very, very hard. Echad. No, Shabbos. Ata Echad. V'shimcha Echad. And we are to umi ke'amcha Yisrael. Goyechad ba'aretz, like we've been learning in Rav Sasson's Shirim the last few weeks based on the Zohar HaKadosh. That's why Shabbos and Eretz Yisrael have the same Bechina of Echad. It connects me back to the Echad. But the way the world works is just so hard for me to say, how did this come from Echad? How in the world did this come from Echad? It's Pulos Mishtanas. Do you know how many different pronouns there are every single day in the United States of America? Every single day, I'm learning words I never heard before. I've, I've never heard these things. I heard them yesterday. I didn't know laugh or cry. A teacher asked the students, what pronoun do you want to be called? Banana or ice cream? Alamis. What? Emmas. I meant. Right. And she says, no, we can't do it. She took a poll with the kids in the class. Whether he could be, he or she, it, whatever, can be called banana or ice cream. No, no, we're there. Peulos Mishtanas. Peulos Mishtanas. And I went to a seminar this week. I went to a very important sikha uh, given by one of my previous Rashi Yeshivas, Rav Yeshua Shapira, the Rav of Ramad Gan. And he gave a sikha to, to a bunch of Rabbanei uh, Keilot to deal with how, how do we deal with the opposite of the Echad HaPashut today. The Pshitus of the Echad. How do you deal... 
with communities in a world where if you can't give space to the Pe'ulos Mishtanos, more or less, you're considered a bigot, a racist, everything, anything you can imagine, the worst words, you know. How, how does a Rav supposed to deal with the, with the modern world in a modern kahila? How do you deal with this, right? So he said, he was giving over example after example, like banana ice cream stuff, you know what I mean, right? And the whole time he's, he was basically explaining to us how in the shoresh of it, these people are saying, no one ever showed us that in us is echad yachid umiyuchad, the way we are. Blew my mind. Blew my mind when I said that. Every yid is searching for their link to echad. Every yid is. But no one ever, no one ever even explained them they're part of the parsha. But even, it's not even, nah, there, once, there was a God. He exists. He created the world. He loves us, and this and that, but the rest is... You do, right. You, you, it's you. It's you. you. You drive the car. He wants you to drive the car. And he wants you to decide how to drive the car. And he wants you to decide what side of the car you should drive on. <laughs> he wants maybe, like, we're going to get to a place that, it, you know, we're going to get to a place that really the hege, the, the steering wheel, really should be in the back right of the car. Right? It could, really, it should be. We can get to, we, we're laughing, but we understand that this, basically how we're, many people are choosing to drive their lives. They're driving their life in the back seat of the car. So where does it stem from? A lack of Shabbos, based on what we're saying. Because Shabbos is showing you But what about Pulos Mishtan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now bring this Echad into Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe the world, you'll be able to hold on to the steering wheel, and it'll be okay. Six lines from the seven lines from the bottom. Alideze nisgale achdus apashut through checking out and unwrapping the gift that Hashem gives us every week called Shabbos Matana Tova by unwrapping the gift and discovering again what it is. Like I told you guys with that with that with that sign we were we were playing in front of on Venice Beach. Six more days till unwrapping the gift again. Six more days till Shabbos. By unwrapping it every week, more and more, the weekdays have a chance of being Shabbosdik. Which means, based on what he's saying here, the weekdays won't be as threatening to the, to the consciousness of Echad. Yachid umeyuchad, of just simple oneness. She'anu ma'aminim she'kola pe'ulas ha'mishtanos nimshachin me'echad ha'pashud yizbarach. She'barak kulam b'shesh yisim ya'chol v'shavas b'shabes. Now, Be'ez HaShem will have 190 years at least to learn every word of the Rebbe's Torahs. And you have the opportunity now to learn with the Rebbe on Sunday mornings. The, I would say, yeah, the Rebbe's Torahs through, through his, who's every word of Rebbe Nassim is the Rebbe, is Rebbe Nachman. We'll, we'll have the chance one day to go through Be'iyun Rav, that Torah of Limei Chanukah. It's one of the, it's to me, that was one of the crucial teachings when I was started to learn the, Rebbe's, the Rebbe Nachman's teachings. That teaching, it, it encompasses everything. Because it's calling for our lives. Because what happens to me when I see that everything is Echad? What do I feel like saying to Hashem? What's the, what's the result of seeing 
how everything is echad and everything goes back to the source and I have a relationship with that source. What is the, what does that result in? What does it drive me to want to say? Thank you. That's what it wants me, that's what it pushes me to feel. So the, I have the resistance of saying thank you is because I'm so mebulbal, I can't, what am I saying thank you to? What am I saying thank you for? Should I say thank you to Hashem? I should thank you to myself. I'm doing, the, I'm doing as good as I can. Given the, 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 the world that I live in, where Hashem created the world and left it for us to do. I should say thank you to Hashem. Hashem should say thank you to me. That's what the world of philosophy can drive a person to sincerely believe it. Hashem should thank me. Hashem should thank me, chas v'sham, for controlling the fort. That is the opposite. That's the opposite of the world of Shabbos. Okay, now let's finish this. You have on the other side of the page? Yeah, okay. Now, what prevents the, the, the human eye from seeing that really everything is from Hashem's oneness? This is because of what's called a dividing screen. And this dividing screen is invisible. This dividing screen is not a conscious thing that we are aware of. But if you knew, can you imagine you were talking to your beloved, someone that you loved very much, and you could see an actual screen that's dividing the two of you? What would you do? you tear it down. you tear down the wall. But you know how many relationships are taking place? There's a masa hamavdil. There's a dividing screen between people that love each other and also between people in the Kaddish Baruch There's a masa hamavdil. Ken yireh shekola ma'asmi ba'im ha'ashem yizbarach bilvado. Oh, sorry. Uchfi the more that a person removes, tears down the dividing screen, the more a person will see that everything, every minute detail is only coming from Hashem Yisbarach that even Tevin and Kash, that's a um, yeah, straw, hay and straw. Even that is only moving because Hashem wants that to move. Uchmoshe kosov v'priya aretz ala pasuk, like Reb Mendel of Vitebsker says, pasuk in Kohelis. I looked into this Kohelis yesterday. Listen to this, this is an amazing pasuk. B'makom asher yipol sham ha'etz, sham hu. What does that mean? If a tree falls in the forest, and no one, right, right. Right. Yeah. What a, but what a sneaky question that is. What does that question do to people? Huh? It makes them crazy. Why? Because what's the answer? It's a simple answer, right? But the mind, the intellect is saying, no, no, someone's, there's got to be something, I could be smarter right now, right? But you keep on going around and around in your mind. Well, how am I smarter? Because I, why are you, mis- why are you even bothering yourself with such things? You know the question, right? If a, what, what, if a, a forest and no one, did it really fall? Well, says about this. Rabbi Yaakov Meir is saying, 
in the place where a tree fell, you're being bothered by, did it really happen? Let me tell you what, it, what happened. Hashem Yisbarach wanted the tree to fall exactly there. That's what happened. You know why? Because it happened. Echad. Right, so did it? Right, if it did, then yes. If it didn't, then no. But doesn't it bother? No, it doesn't bother me. Your questions do not bother me, sir. Usually a sir. Ma'ams don't ask those questions. It's usually a sir. No, sir, it actually doesn't bother me at all. Stop, stop. Or banana. Yeah, banana does not bother me. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I told you guys when my friend, my friend met with Ben Shapiro last week, two weeks ago, he went up to him and said, Hi, I identify as Ben Shapiro. That was the first thing he said to him. <laughs> so he looked at him and he said, You know, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> so, so, you know, let's male this whole Indian. What's the fact? What's the fact? Echad That's the fact. That's the achdus, achdus apashut. Zeu. There's no happenstance in the world. How anything ended up being is only because it comes from the simple oneness. Very hard for me to tune into that during the week. On Shabbos, it's the easiest lane. It's the easiest, it's the most natural lane to, to, to tune into. And when man feels this feeling on Shabbos, when you just allow yourself to drop all the kashias of the weekdays and allow yourself to be in a mitzius of everything's taken care of. And there's just oneness of the, of the way Hashem runs the world. Then Shabbos becomes elevated and Shabbos actually provides you with naicha atzum. That means a tremendous inner calm. Kol kach tovlo. It's so good for you. Ki l'chol mare eina vuroe olam chai. V'tzadik be'emunas o'yichye. Kol minei pachad u'da'aga sarim imeno. Ki humakir sh'akol tolui bo yizborach. Ve'az gam kshe'ovim alav zman emetsuka. Ve'hu mesubach be'inyanim shonim. So if a person experiences this on Shabbos, but he goes out into the world, and he's like, oh, Shabbos, you seem so far. Why do you seem so far? Because I can't, there's so much fog here. There's so many dividing screens. I can't see that which I saw clearly on Shabbos. I don't have it anymore. I don't have it. I, I, I don't have this anymore. You know, this is like the, the syndrome of like when, we, when we're here for Shana Aleph or Shana Beis, then we, we go back to wherever we go back to. And he started to wonder, I don't have this anymore. It was so clear to me when I was sitting in the basement just Thursday night, Steigen. Then I left Yeshiva. I don't have it anymore. Ephelzen. Where did it go to? And I go through these moments of, I don't have this anymore. This is scary. You know, mesubach means I get complicated in different matters. He still screams to Hashem. Because he remembers Shabbos. 
He didn't say this right now, but that's how we're teaching it. He remembers there's a concept called Shabbos, Kihi Mekora Bracha. It's the source of blessing. I remember that there was a moment where everything just added up because it didn't have to add up. It was just clear. There are no cheshbonos. Begam lachshol cheshbonos. Right? V'chach tovo ha'agam enuchal The only way a person can get to any calm during the week is if that person remembers Shabbos. Or if that person calls on Shabbos. Or if that person is able to schlep Shabbos into the week. So this parak was all about, not the, the necessarily what happens to you on Shabbos, but how the point of what happens to you on Shabbos, until we're in a world, Shekulo Shabbos, is what happens to you Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I give us a bracha, and give me a bracha back. Again, not that we should have a strong Monday, but that our Shabbos should be Shabbos. And this, by the way, this Shabbos, there, there are gates that are open this Shabbos that never are open. And we'll talk about it in shul over Shabbos, especially tonight. What this Shabbos gives a, a glimpse into our neshamas, this is a Shabbos like no other. And the, like wherever we are, this Shabbos has to be really guarded, protected, with, with extra, extra care and sensitivity. Because we're going to, supposedly, al piteva, we're going to be meeting a world on Sunday, which is the absolute hefech, Hefech of seemingly of Achdus Apashut. What, what we're supposedly supposed to be greeting on Sunday is a world where that leads every person in the world to come to questions of if God is God, why would he choose to be homeless? If God is God, why would he destroy his home house? If God is God and he's still running everything, then why on earth would Jews be suffering for so many years not having a ba but on Shabbos Tishabav, Daska this Shabbos, there's an aura that comes out of the aura of Achdus Apashut that you don't see any other any other Shabbos of the year. Even though it's accessible to us every single Shabbos, there's still there's something this Shabbos that's it's an extra extra Indian. So we'll we'll dance over this over Shabbos. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get lishov all the koach we could possibly get, and we should be zolcha that our children grow up in grow up in homes that is Shabbosdik during the week, that our children should not be become metumah from the world that philosophy can come and mess up so many precious, pure, clean minds with shilas that drive them away from the achdus apashut, but that we should bring Shabbos into the weekday of our children, Be'ez All right, shakoyach everyone. Shakoyach.